Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, <clears throat> November 22nd. Your magnetism depends on two things, your strength of will and your level of awareness. Never impose your will on anyone. Let your influence be like a golden aura of light surrounding you wherever you go. Project it invitingly to others. Leave it to them to accept as much from you or as little as they choose. Now, magnetism is something that Swamiji talks about a great deal, and it's, it's worth spending just a few minutes to make, very, to make very sure we sort of understand what we're talking about. Let's just start from science. We don't have to start from Vedanta. We don't have to start from Sanatana Dharma. This is, as the scientists tell us, as Einstein revealed to us by his revelation all those uh, years ago now, that what we think of as solid matter is actually a vibration of energy. Um, there's, there was a cartoon from New Yorker magazine that I vividly remember, and it was a picture of a New York street, and this was happening, I don't remember when Einstein's revelation was, but it was some many years ago now. And so it was a picture of a street, um, a little sketch drawing of a street from about that era, and you saw all these different individuals of, of a New York street. You know, there's a um, a mother sitting on the stoop with her cup of coffee. There's a street sweeper like this. There's a taxi driver waiting for his hair, fare. There's a child with a stick and a hoop like this. And you see a, a vegetable vendor over here. And the common characteristic of all of those people is that all of them have paused in the middle of what they're doing. And you see them, you know, contemplating thoughtfully contemplating something of great importance to it. And the caption is a quote from Einstein. It says, people will have to gradually accustom themselves to an energy concept of the universe. So what you see is that everyone is gradually accustoming himself to an energy concept of the universe. You know? <laughs> and I've always enjoyed it because it was, it was both ridiculous and also really apt because we move through this world as if the world were physical. And the characteristic of Kali Yuga, which is the age of this planet that we have just emerged from in 1900, we emerged from in 1900, and it was right after that that Einstein began to have these revelations and begin to share it, was that matter was an absolute fixed reality. And I mean, common sense tells you, I have a cup, I have a pair of glasses, I can whack them against each other and both of them remain their same. How can the substance of my glasses and the substance of my cup be the same? Clearly, they're not, because that's what our senses tell us. And so in the Kali Yuga era, the, the level of consciousness of the planet was to take the world as it seemed. And so everything was about physical force. People the only energy we knew about was the energy that could be put out by a, a physical body, whether a human body or an animal body. I don't know if this is still true. Maybe in the age of 
the Tesla, this has finally changed. But when, when the horseless carriage first came in, which was the beginning of automobiles, they measured the power of the engine by horsepower. It was like, you know, 12 horsepower or 100 horsepower because the only way people could think about energy, you know, about, about movement was through animal force, human force, physical force. So if an engine could move the horseless carriage as fast as six horses could draw it, it was a six horsepower engine. And over time, of course, and I don't know if those, that measurement is still used, it was when I was a child still, I had no idea how much one horsepower was. I had, I didn't, I never, well, actually, I did grow up in Texas, so I did see horses, but I had no idea how much one horse could pull. And so if it was a 20 horsepower engine, there was no picture in my mind of what that meant. But that started, and that was how we thought. But the engine, the steam engine, the electrical engine, the discovery of electricity, Edison's bulbs, and of course now I'm speaking to you over the internet. And, you know, they, they, they joke now that the little watch that you can buy, the little, whether it's an Apple watch or one of these fancy watches, the computer power inside of that is more than existed when we took the first rocket to the moon. And I mean, that's how much things have shifted. How much horsepower does your little digital watch have? I mean, how do you measure it? How does it relate to a horse? We don't think about it as a horse at all because we've totally shifted over to a very, very different idea of energy and where, what kind of energy is possible and where energy comes from. It's a very, very non-physical non, uh, body relationship now. You know, we just, in one of the enormous changes of this time is, you know, we do very little physical work. We create things with mental power, and then we create it with, and I'm not an expert, even though I live in Silicon Valley, with whatever all this stuff is that is able to do all this stuff. All of this is because we are now living in the next age above Kali, which is Dwapar, which is what? The age of energy. So in an energy universe, even though we appear still to be physical, our senses are still physical, what's actually moving things is energy playing with itself. And so magnetism is what's created when energy moves. You know, energy moves and it creates a magnetic field. And that magnetic field has a certain capacity, has a certain force that can be measured, has a certain quality. And when one force of magnetism meets another, then various things happen. My little microphone here is held on with a little magnet. And I can, I can pull this magnet off. And when I put it back on, it grabs right on. You know, it's just right there. It's just this magnetic force. And it's a, it's a physical magnet, but there's this force that's generated. When you meet certain people, they're the force of their personality will either draw you or or repel you. Love at first sight. What happens with love at first sight? There's, and we even use this word, a magnetic attraction, isn't there? One of the very happiest couples I know, they were sitting in the living room of, of where I live even now. No, actually it was a different house, just to be accurate, but we were having a group gathering. They were at opposite ends of the room. And I looked, I looked at him and I looked at her and all of a sudden it crossed my mind, this could work. And I think it was actually, I think I picked it up from them 
because I suddenly realized that they had just seen each other. It was like, I think they saw each other and they translated it to me and it was like, wow, something just happened and something lovely did happen. Now all these 20, more than 20 years later, they're one of the happier couples that I know. What happened? There was the, the, the vibration, the energy field. They just saw each other and they were very, very magnetic to each other. Now magnetism also works in a boo like that. If I take this, this magnet that holds my microphone on and flip it over, it repels. I can't, I, you know, no matter how hard I try, I can't push it down. When I was a child learning to sew, I had my little box of pins that I worked with, and I just had a couple of magnets that were just in my little sewing box, too. So when I got bored sewing, I would just play with the pins. I understand now they, very intelligently, they make pin cushions that are magnetic. So you can basically just toss your pins over at your pin cushion and they just get sucked right into it. I used to chase my pins all over the table and, you know, have little wars, pin wars and all those sorts of things. Just watching the magnetic field. That's what we are as human beings. Exactly. And magnetism is, is the, the, the real way that upliftment takes place. The, the greatest magnetism is the magnetism of the grace of God. It's the magnetism of the Guru, which when we open ourselves to it, the divine power of the Guru magnetizes us upward. Now, understand, being magnetized is not being the same as being compelled. And this is where Swami says, don't impose your magnetism on others, invite. The Guru merely radiates this attracting force, this attracting force of love, of freedom, of bliss. And we decide whether to put ourselves in alignment with that. Just like the magnetism, the magnet on my, on my microphone, if I flip it the other way, I can't, I can't match. If we resist the force of the Guru, if we don't want to be in tune with that particular ray or that particular, uh, we, don't want, we just don't want to, we don't want to be changed we can actually just keep ourselves away from it. But if we open ourselves and, and put, the, put ourselves forward, just like these two forces do on the, the microphone without being conscious of it, then all of a sudden they're attracted together. And that is not, as I was saying, it's not an imposition of will, it's a matching of vibration. And when we are magnetized, what happens is we ourselves experience it. It's, it's it's great misunderstanding of the guru disciple to think that somehow the guru imposes his consciousness. He merely expresses his consciousness and we decide whether or not we want to move into it, whether we want to be attracted or not. Just the same as in human relationships. Someone may invite a closer relationship with you, but you may reject it. Or, you know, or you might accept it and then you move in and the forces of magnetism begin to move you. It's just a relationship where you recognize and choose to move into the magnetic field that someone offers you, or you don't like it. You might recognize it, but you don't want it. We're always making, we're constantly making choices like that without even necessarily knowing that we're doing it. So Swamiji says the magnetism we put out depends on the strength of our will and the level of our awareness. So the strength of our will determines how, how much force there is going out in our magnetism. Because willpower is not just, you know, I'm going to lift this heavy load or I'm not going to eat that last cookie. 
you know, or whatever it might be. Willpower is this sort of constant flow of energy, this constant decision as to what level of energy we're going to live on. And some people just live on a very low energy of le- level of energy. They'll just do the, you know, the needful and nothing more. Just do what they have to do and then just come home and watch television, then go to bed and get up like that. Other people are constantly putting out willpower to be creative, to do new things, to explore, to meet people, you know, to accomplish. And so people who put out a lot of willpower, and the reason we use the word willpower is because you can't stand still in this world. If you do nothing, you gradually get old and die. <laughs> so if you wish to remain dynamic and and youthful in the sense of ever fresh and ever vibrant, you have to use willpower to do it because there is always this contrary force just pulling us down to being too tired to do it, too old to do it, too sick to do it. So the willpower that we put out is, is a constant decision. So how much magnetism depends on how much energy we're putting out, which is a decision of willpower. And then he says our level of awareness. And the level of awareness determines the quality of your magnetism. If our awareness is only, I want what I want for myself, I don't care about your needs, I don't care about what you want, we can have a lot of willpower, but the the magnetic force we put out will be colored by our level of awareness. And the more highly developed our level of awareness is, the more expansive our magnetism becomes, and the more inherently attractive our magnetism becomes, Because when we expand our level of awareness, we are moving toward the center of our own being. And the closer we get to the center of our own being, the more we touch into the shared reality of all other beings. When we live on the periphery, we're living at the point of the greatest separation. When the closer we move to the center, like if you think of the spokes of a wheel coming into the hub, the spokes are all closer together the closer you get to the center. So when we expand our awareness, we begin to fill in the whole circle. We begin to move like this, and and we, we live more in our shared reality. So people will feel in you something that resonates with them, and preferably something positive that resonates with them. You know, but that's and then Swami talks about then don't don't use your willpower to force anyone to do anything, which if you have a lot of willpower, you can compel them with words. You compel them with a hypnotic stare. You can compel them with a threat. You know, you can just do, you can blackmail them with your emotions. There's all kinds of ways to impose your will on others, but none of them are wholesome for you or for others. What we want to be is we want to be like the divine itself. We want to be like the guru, where we simply radiate our positive consciousness and let the, the, the natural attractiveness of that positive consciousness awaken in people a desire to have more of it. All of us want to have happiness and avoid suffering. And that's, that's who we need to be as we move through this world. We need to be joyfully, with willpower, with ever-expanding awareness, just be conscious of our oneness with God, our oneness with everything. Is it, well, I was going to say, is it easy? I started to say, not really. But the alternative is much worse. <laughs> Because the way that we escape suffering is to expand our awareness into the reality of joy. And the way we escape suffering 
is to share whatever joy we have with everyone we meet. So Swamiji says, your magnetism depends on two things, your strength of will and your level of awareness. Never impose your will on anyone. Let your influence be like a golden aura of light surrounding you wherever you go. Project it invitingly to others. Leave it to them to accept as much from you or as little as they choose. Joy to you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.